John Lee Real Estate, find you the best rate. All throughout Philly, like Google Expressway. Talking to people who out of the Hello, everyone. This is John Lee, your local real estate agent in the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia area. I'm here with Rose Yuan. Uh, she's a Toastmaster, a realtor, a realist. Uh, started her career in real estate in Cleveland, Ohio in 1998. Uh, there she was honored with the Professional of the Year Award in 2000. Uh, she relocated back to Bucks County in 2004. In 2021, she became the first Asian American Vice President of the Bucks County Association of Realtors and the co-chair of the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. In addition to being active in local, um, state, and national realtor associations, she's also a member of the four minority real estate associations. She's also proudly serving as the advisory board of the Asian American Chamber of Commerce of Greater Philadelphia. Finally, she is currently serving as the president of the Greater Philadelphia Chapter of the Asian uh, Real Estate Association of America, <coughs> excuse me, of America. Now there's a fun fact. Um, she loves to take rides on her Harley with her husband. Um, I've actually seen a couple of her pictures and <laughs> pretty gnarly, Rose. Like you would, like when you meet Rose, you think of uh, someone that might be considered to be a little bit more reserved, but my opinion, I think you're a little far from that. And that's why <laughs> I think you're such an inner interesting person to interview. Um, but there's a lot that obviously I shared about, this, but, uh, for starters, um, tell, tell the audience really who you really are as a person and, uh, how you got into the game and, uh, what you, you know, what your story is. Well, first off, uh, good afternoon. Thank you, John, for inviting me to your podcast. Of course. Uh, and interesting thing before I jump into talk about myself is I've met John a few times now <laughs> and we're LinkedIn friends and on the other social media as well. And I've been trying to recruit John to join Aria Greater Philadelphia chapter. However, he hasn't um, pulled the trigger and commit to becoming an invaluable member of our chapter because definitely I recognize his potential, his talent, and also his uh, aspects of being a future leader of the AAPI or AANHPI community in the greater Philadelphia area. That's why I'm <laughs> on this podcast. That is my goal yeah. is to convince people, talented people like John to yeah. join us and why they should and how important it is to grow our organization. The yeah. fact that we're in existence and restated this year is my goal and purpose uh, to recruit talents like John here. So uh, I want to premise that uh, podcast talk uh, and uh, just full disclosure on why I am here talking to John. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate the I appreciate the honesty and, and just being so candid and straightforward. And that's one of the things that I really liked about you, Rose, like every time I was at one of these events, you would literally go up to me and be like, why haven't I joined yet? Um, a big part of that, honestly, was uh, when I try to commit to something, I really do commit to it. Mm -hmm. I'm a deacon of my church. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also um, vice president of the Korean American Greater Philadelphia Association. A lot of the events that I see you at, obviously, is with NAP. So mm -hmm. um, that's something that I've considered joining as well. And then obviously, um, I just thought in my mind, I didn't want to spread myself too thin because, um, you know, my commitment to these organizations, I'm all out, like I'm, I'm fully involved and people do see me in those organizations. So um, that was honestly a, a part of the reason why I, I made that hesitation. Um, again, nothing to do with you or anything like that. But I, I have now, at least now, because we have a medium here to talk on the podcast, I guess I 
something for me to <laughs> consider doing. So I appreciate the time. No, no, this this is a great uh, avenue for me to basically give my pitch because all sure. of us in sure. terms of our industry is about giving that pitch to convince future customers, clients sure. to convince them to work with us and why they should work with versus the other guy. Right. Correct. Yeah, correct. So that is the reason why uh, I'm here and uh, to talk to you because everybody's busy. Everybody has commitments, but in our industry, you're a real estate agent, correct? Realtor. Okay. And you belong to different associations in terms of your community, you're a deacon. Um, you work with uh, the Korean uh, Asian community as well. Sure. So you are a leader there and you have time commitment versus uh, in addition to your family uh, time and obligation as well. So right. every one of us has that. Uh, but in, in terms of what we do as a profession is uh, we want to be involved in a trade organization that helps us in terms of furthering our uh, skills and development levels to basically advocate for our industry because you know it's not just that the other guys doing the job for us because right. right. there's a lot of things issues uh, affecting our industry at this time that a lot of realtors are unaware of and it's not just the other person should be responsible for your industry if you're a leader true leader you got to understand uh, what's going on in your industry's policies affecting your livelihood. Wouldn't it be great because you're a leader, you're knowledgeable, you're educated, you're well-connected to be the point person to understand what the policies coming through the pipeline that will affect your industry, uh, your livelihood, and also the community that you do serve. Because if they ask you, so what's going on um, in the Asian community uh, in terms of policy, uh, who is that how is this going to affect me, right? right? So you don't want to not be ignorant of what's going on, but we want to be on top of it and understand it, educate them. And not only that, being an, an active advocate to make sure you talk to the right policymakers to make sure that they have the best interest. And if they're voting on something that would affect your, your industry, your livelihood, that's in the long run, you will be complaining about it. Why did they do that? Now it's making my job harder and right. it's making my client's job um, cost them more money to own a home, buy a home, invest in businesses. Any of those uh, policies that they come through, don't you want to know ahead of time and then speak to these policy makers and tell them, you know, in terms of your personal experiences, dealing with the people in your community, that this will adversely affect them. And then they say, oh, now I understand you're, you're, you're talking as constituents and leaders of your organization. So you represent them. So before this, I was never actively involved, actually, uh, coming back from your introduction. I, I became a realtor back in Cleveland, Ohio, back in 1998. I was uh, the first Vietnamese um, American real estate agent in my community, because yeah. we basically came as uh, both people, immigrants, come to uh, Cleveland, and that's just like a hundred families or so settled in Cleveland. Right. And from there, we both, uh, all, the, all the parents work pretty hard, multiple jobs, you know, moonlighting, if you heard of that. And the, another concept is the kids were left alone, the latchkey kids, latchkey that's, kids. What, yeah. that's what we were. Yeah. And I'm, I have, um, Total of us are four. We have four siblings, myself included. I'm the second oldest, so I I have to watch, uh, basically watch over and take care of the two younger kids while my parents work. So we were basically went to school, learn English and everything, and and uh, we had an opportunity to 
because of my parents' hard work working in a Chinese restaurant, I I was fortunate. Like I said, my my siblings went actually went to all private schools. Uh, my two brothers went to private schools there too, also in Shaker Heights, Ohio. And uh, my sister and I went to Laurel School. It's one of the top private schools in the country, actually. Oh, wow. And yes, uh, it's not boarding, but they had all the resources there. Mm-hmm. And we were wearing uniforms and such. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but that, that's, that taught me a lot. It opened my eyes to a new world. And at that time, um, th- it taught me um, something to aim for. Uh, but it also taught me something that um, it's hard to not belong when you're not in that you know, background growing up. So they take it for granted. I don't. Uh, but it, it, again, it does have setbacks in terms of feeling alienated and alone uh, because you don't quite fit in. Uh, we were not wealthy like them and we were not white like them. Right. And they came from privileged backgrounds and they take that for granted. They're their parents and family, they have that um, with the generational wealth. And when my family bought our first home, that was amazing because uh, before we were renting, I have to have our own home is a, is a totally different feeling uh, to feel ownership of a home and to feel uh, valuable, right? Um, so that was important for us. Uh, and afterwards, when, after I got my license, just during while I was working at the restaurant one day and a lady came who was a realtor came and asked me if I wanted to be a realtor. She's recruiting, right? And I didn't think of anything like that. But at the time, I did not know what I wanted to do for a living. Right. And my mother suggested that, you know, you can't work in a restaurant forever. Uh, I want you to, you know, dress nicely, professional, not smell like the restaurant. Because right. if you ever work in a restaurant, you have this smell, Chinese food on you, mm-hmm. your hair, your coat, your clothing, everything smells like, even your hair, your skin will smell like it because of the grease and oil. So she didn't want me to do that. She wanted me to be more professional and like a white collar job versus working in a restaurant. Right. So she wanted more for me. And uh, she said, just do it. And I thought, of course, I didn't have any other plans. So I listened to her and then I got my license. And after that, I interviewed for a couple of brokers, uh, brokerages, and I didn't go with her. Her was a smaller one. And I went to what one of the uh, biggest brokerages in Cleveland. So I, because they had a lot of offices and I wanted that because the exposure, because I don't have a name for myself. Right. I wanted the name, people recognize it. So I was in the suburbs, in a location, in the suburbs, and I was the only minority there. And at that time, of course, you know, I'm trying to try to establish myself. But pretty much at that time, I was um, recently married, but I don't have any children. So basically, I camped out uh, at the office uh, because, you know, there's floor. And in case people don't know is if you're the floor agent and there's any phone calls coming through, you get to pick up and try to get them as your client or any walk-ins, then you could, you'll be the ones representing uh, the agent on duty. So basically, I pretty much slept there. <laughs> the people who don't want floor, I took it because they're, they're, the group agents groups there were a little bit older. They have their own established um, clients and sphere of influence. So pretty much I took the floor and there's office hours right but for me when i was there there's no such thing as office hours i closed it i closed the office at 10 o'clock at night so i was there from like morning to night if there's phone calls people walking in i get them and that's how i got the leads Uh, weekends even holidays i don't care because basically every agent has a key 
to the office. So I was working there and that's how uh, I didn't make it to rookie of the year because I started late, but the next year, following year, I was professional of the year for my, my company. Wow. Yes, because basically I just devoted all my time and effort. I mean, my husband was like calling me in the middle of the night saying, are you coming home? <laughs> but after that, we, uh, I was pregnant, got a baby and <clears throat> this is the middle of winter. So I had a listing and I took my baby with me. <laughs> I think it was a month old. Oh, to show a house in the middle of the night to strangers. So yeah. I was pretty cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just very motivated, very hungry to have that success, work for my own money and and and, and passionate about uh, real estate. So this is something that you have to be in, not just to make a buck. You have to have a reason why, why you want to sell home so badly. And for me, it's about the fact that owning a home is so important and working my clients actually i thought it was a lot of minority like vietnamese but that's not the case it was like uh, my husband kind of did the tally it was 50 50 because uh 50 was basically my the calls in um and and the walk-ins and then because they don't know me so it's hard for me to even start up marketing for for um for my real estate business right but but and then the word of mouth after i start working with the uh, vietnamese community then they started like telling their friends and family like Rose can help you buy some homes. Then once I get more of them, then more experience and everything. And pretty much when you start as a rookie, you either make it or you don't. But you have the fashion has to be there, the hard work ethic, the perseverance. I mean, we pretty much did everything. I make I grabbed my husband along. We I had this estate sale. The sisters were not in town, and the house was like a little uh, bungalow, right? And but the awnings, everything was like chipped off and everything. They just want to get rid of it. But I want had my husband recruit him, and I painted the awning, I painted the door. Well, my husband and myself yeah. did that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I said, I said, is that okay to, to give that curb appeal, right? So yeah. this is one of the little stories where we did it, and uh, the sisters were really grateful. They wanted to give me like a bonus for doing this extra job. And I said, no, that's okay. It's part of my job. So I firmly believe that whatever you want to do, you want to give your all, you know, yeah. 100%. Yeah. There's no such thing as 120%. We're math, we're math people, right? 100% is it. <laughs> yeah. So you want to give all to, to what you do and how you're passionate about uh, in terms of real estate. So that's coming from you know my dream of uh, working with the real estate industry. Because I always, when I was younger, even before real estate uh, was in, in part of my future, when I was, my parents driving me, my dad's driving me at night, I will at nighttime, I will look at through the windows for each of the houses and I see, especially around the holidays, Christmas, they would have a Christmas tree there. And, you know, Asian people don't really celebrate Christmas that much with a Christmas tree until later on, maybe a few generations later on when become Americanized. And so the Christmas tree and they see people around, they such have a happy life, right? And it's so idyllic. And so when I drive, I keep looking at people's houses. I just like, I wonder what's going on in those homes. And the fact that as a real estate agent, we have the keys to go through all these people's homes and experience and, and uh, learn about them. Their trust in us is unheard of. I mean, yeah. what profession, in what profession do you have access to a key to go into a person's house and they fully trust you to not touch, you know, mess with them. So, and, and then the trust on us to be professional, that's a profound trust that any professional in this industry should not take it for granted. It's a privilege and it's something we should promote that professionals like us is different than someone who is not. 
so who's just in it just to make uh, a few bucks on the side. Yeah. So full-time professionals, you have to respect that um, to 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 be uh, because it takes only a few bad apples to basically destroy our reputation, and we don't really need that. So in associates like this with the Realtors Association, of course, we have to belong to the National Association of Realtors, a local association, which I belong to actually the all three, uh, the Philadelphia, Greater Philadelphia Association of Realtors, my primary one, which is the Bucks County Association of Realtors, and I recently joined the Tri-County Suburban Realtor Association. So I belong to all three. That's where and, I'm in Tri County. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is something that because I wanted to know how all the different associations work. So I'm learning, I'm learning. Uh, I mean, they, they have similarities, but they have their own culture and everywhere I go. So you learn a little bit of how they function and how other people function. And you learn the positive things that you can incorporate in your business and to learn as leaders uh, for yourself and whatever they think you think that that they should uh, rooms for improvement you kind of incorporate that as well this is how you learn by going around i haven't uh, moved around in different brokerages like a lot of agents they do i stuck to one i uh, right currently i belong to berkshire hathaway home services fox and roach realtors that you were used to be when i first come over and relocated to Bucks County in Doylestown was a uh, Prudential Fox and Roach. So now it's a uh, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Fox and Roach Realtors Fox and Roach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so much that I want to ask you. I mean, one thing that I can think of on top of my head was mm-hmm. uh, you started off by saying that um, unlike a lot of immigrants who do not have access to high levels of education, like mm-hmm. private schools and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, it seemed as if you did not obviously take that for granted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, was there anything in your mind that you were trying to plan for, whether it was for college or a specific field of profession before you even had the opportunity to get into real estate? Or were you kind of just like taking it day by day and working at your, you know, working at the, you know, the Chinese restaurant, the takeout restaurant. Okay. Our, our Chinese restaurant was called House of Hunan. Uh, and so I worked there. I, I was the one, uh, one uh, my, my mom said, you know, if you're not doing anything, then you should work in a restaurant. Because at that time, I was not a great student like my siblings. Uh, so I'm pretty much like a B average uh, student, I do well, like get A's in classes that I uh, like, yeah. <laughs> or the teacher shows me uh, additional attention. And the other classes where I feel I flounder and not very good at, I would get lower grades or even flunk it uh, for college, uh, going to college, because that that's I get motivated by when I am interested in something or the teachers pay, pay extra attention to me, then I flourish under their guidance and mentorship. Right. But the classes that that doesn't appeal to me, I would like totally ignore and don't even don't even care about. So that so it, basically I average bound to a B or, or C plus or something like that. So mm-hmm. I'm a more like, you know, the story of the turtle and, and the hare. Yeah. I, I, I kind of view myself as the turtle uh, slow moving. But I keep on moving because based on ignorance or luck, I keep going. Uh, sometimes it's hard to go, but I think it's uh, that mentality where I don't try not to quit because maybe I'm just ignorant. I just keep on doing it. Uh, and a story I can tell you is um, when uh, when my sister and I, uh, they started a program in our high school. Uh, it's uh, track and field for girls. So they hired this uh, brand new, younger, very ambitious coach 
female coach, and we joined the track and field. So I don't mind running. I'm not a very good athlete uh, like my sister. She does tennis, uh, track and field. And one time we were on a, our first meet, and uh, one one uh, one um, athlete dropped out, and they were they had a hurdle relay, right? And she asked me, so could you like sub sub, or else they have to drop out of the race? And I said, sure. Even though I never saw a hurdle in my life, <laughs> I never oh, saw what yeah. I never saw a hurdle in my life. Right? <laughs> I never practiced for it. I never saw yeah. it. In, you know what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. And I said, just sure, because I didn't want to let my sister down. She wasn't on the hurdle relay, so I didn't want to let her down. I said, just, I just said yes. Why not? Right? So that's me. Uh, that encapsulate what who I am. I just yes say yes out of ignorance and just that go to attitude. So basically, the first time I ran and jumped on the first hurdle. I passed it, but after that, I, I, I think I expanded all my energy. My legs become like rubber, and so the the second and all consecutive yeah. hurdles, I fell yeah. from each one. Yeah. So I dropped down, and during that time, the ground was like one of those um, gravel with the black. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just like fell down from each hurdle to another, and my sister, I could see my sister at the end waiting for her turn at the end. So I kept going and every hurdle I went to, I fell down on my knees and hands, but I kept jumping and jumping and jumping. And, and then finally I made it and then she was able to go. And true story, right? And it turned out that we got third place because there's only three places for medal. And one, one girl after us, she fell, but then she quit. She quit, so her team can't even medal. And out of that, um, I went to the bathroom. I was uh, like, now I start feeling the pain. I didn't feel the pain at that time, but it was like stuff embedded in my hand and in my knees. Yeah, yeah. And and then uh, they were like, are you okay? Okay. I said, like, it's okay. Then I started feeling stinging and everything like that, get the first aid. But we got the third place medal because we showed up and I didn't give up. Somebody else give up, uh, gave up. Um, and it, this, this is something I am either, you know, very, very stubborn or just ignore it, but it, it's it's basically what I want to teach other people. You don't have uh, other people can be very smart, but they give up. Um, like my one of my uh, the oldest boy that I have, my oldest son. If I teach them, you know, it doesn't matter uh, if you're smart or or um, if you're not that smart or if you're not that uh, talented. If you just show up, keep going, uh, and shoot by sheer luck. <laughs> You can get third place, yeah. not necessarily first place, but you can get third place in the middle because other people will quit to show up. So yeah. that that is something I want to impart on on, of on uh, when I mentor young people. Yeah, not I mean, everybody can be smart. Not everybody can be like gorgeous or, or or anything like that, or very very talented. But if you keep showing up, right place, right time, and uh, just say yes uh, and uh, and keep going, then I think you can succeed. And that goes to this industry as well. It's mm -hmm. perseverance, the grit makes you stay in the industry for a long time. Yeah, I mean the last person who the last real estate agent who I interviewed, uh, Matt Talent. Uh, I, we, we talked briefly and we talked about like, some of the misconceptions that people have as real estate agents. I think um, there are a lot of TV shows that even my wife watches like mm -hmm. Sunset, things that you might see on HGTV. And um, I think the beauty of being a real estate agent is kind of what you see on TV, which is like mm -hmm. showing houses and then actually watching the joy of people's faces, getting the keys or mm -hmm. Uh, at, at the closing table when they sell their house. But there's a lot of things in between that obviously is a grind. And I'm sure you know, for example, what your what your 
you know, your story was on how you started uh, was being on the floor, you know, just having that presence on the floor and being, um, you know, readily available if someone walked in. <clears throat> For me, it, it was just honestly making as many connections as I could dialing uh, and calling as many people as I could. Um, and even like networking opportunities and outlets like this, like podcasts and uh, social media for me to really reach out to people. Um, those are all the things that people need to do in this industry in order to, at the end of the day, conduct business and, you know, to make money. Um, but um, I think what <clears throat> a lot of the times we see is what we see on TV and like, mm the easier things, which is like going to a showing or showing a house. So um, no, I really appreciate you giving your insight of the grind because those are the things that we can control. We can control how hard we try. Um, we not we might not necessarily be able to control the outcome of it, but we can definitely control how hard we're going to try. And um, my mentor always told me luck comes in, luck, luck comes to those people who try hard. And, um, that's, that's a great, um, that's a great like saying that I always try to live by even for myself and Rose, like for me, there's just a higher level of respect that I have for you, uh, only because, well, obviously you are, you know, you've been in the industry longer than I have, <clears throat> but, um, it's encouraging, uh, because you are older as far as a generation goes mm -hmm. and, um, you know, being kind of the spearhead for the community, especially for the Asian community, it's, it's, it's really inspiring because <clears throat> I always tell my friends, if I worked as hard as my mom or dad, <laughs> like, like I would easily, mm. like I would easily be a millionaire by now. Uh -huh. There's, that's there's right. just no way in hell. Like I'm, mm. I, that's how much credit that I give my parents right. and people before me of mm. how hard that, how hard they work and, yeah. you know, providing all the opportunities for me to succeed. Mm -hmm. So even when I think I'm working hard, which do think I do work hard, but no, if nothing I compared to, compare, to them. Yeah. If I had to compare just the yeah. amount of load and like, just, just the amount of work that they, that my parents had to do, it's just not comparable. So mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing your history and just um, your wisdom with us. And, you know, that's something that I truly, you know, really appreciate. Um, I mean, to segue to kind of into the next question, mm -hmm. um, obviously you have a lot of experience. Um, let's kind of like, let's kind of ask this kind of question. So let's just say someone wants to get into real estate, mm -hmm. right? um, either as an investor or even as an agent, what are some things that you would suggest for them? Or what are some things that you did in order for you to be successful? Well, right now we have a very, it's a very different industry when, when I, first joined, very different. Because uh, NAR um, has overhauled their organization and in terms of their outreach to the minority real estate professionals. And I mean, they just, just recently came out a few years ago uh, to apologize to the African-American community. And in conjunction, because of the African community's uh, advocacy and, and the fact that they didn't give up is why we are members of the NAR, NAR National Association of Realtors. They came out to public apologize to them, the whole community, because uh, years ago, decades ago, they were not allowed to become members of the National Association of Realtors, African-Americans. That oh, means all minority, including us. Right. So if uh, the National Associated Realtors did not accept African-American people and they did not fight for that in terms of civil rights, they established their own association 
because you find so if somebody closed a door on you, you got to find another way to open another door for yourself. All right, you don't give up. So basically, that's what they did. So they had they formed their own NAREB, which is the National Association of Real Estate Brokers. And that's the African American Association. And they were able to work in that industry, helping their community to buy and sell homes and build generational wealth for themselves because the, the industry basically was predominantly uh, Caucasian and they did not allow them to be members in that profession, right? So this is why we're impor it's important for us to learn our history. Without them, we would not be accepted as well if they didn't do the, the good fight. So you have to understand the history and not say, look, we're here and we're just going to go off on our own, but not acknowledge the history of it is is very counterproductive, ignorant and something that we are doomed to repeat. You know, if you don't learn your history, you're doomed to repeat it. So there's a lot of things uh, right now in, in the works in all these states. I think it's right now probably more than 35 states are coming out with uh, some sort of bill to uh, prohibit real estate ownership from certain countries, or a couple of them even go as far as to say that real estate purchases uh, can only be done by American citizens. So that will basically shut out a lot of <coughs> immigrants who are here legally with a residency a alien card from even buying properties for themselves, for their businesses or anything like that, who are here. And that will shut out a lot of people that we know who are probably on a green card and it takes a long time. It's not like they don't want to become an American citizen. It takes a long time for that process to happen over a decade or so uh, to become American citizen, right? And so that means that they won't be able to buy properties and we can't help them. And that will shut down a lot of immigrant families and communities uh, from doing that. And that's going to delay their home ownership. So that's why I'm going back, why we're here and why we're, uh, I belong to uh, all the diverse not nonprofit trade organization, the African-American, the Hispanic, and also the LGBTQT community uh, for their real estate, because we're all in it together. And I want to learn about them and their issues. That's why I am on um, DI, which is the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion mm -hmm. Committee for both my local uh, board, which is Bucks County Associate Realtors, and the state level is uh, Pennsylvania Association Realtors. I sit on their committee. And those are the issues that we always have to talk about and whatever comes on uh, how we can help and what comes in in the pipeline with policies, we have to be make sure that we are there to address it and uh, educate our policymakers why they, sh they should um, and should not do certain things to impact our, our industry, our community adversely. Do not do harm. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so much that we can take from here. I mean, considering with how much you're getting involved and um, especially for other real estate agents like me, uh, I didn't realize, uh, well, now I'm starting to realize like how important it is. So thank you so much. I mean, uh, for common folk though, right? Uh, for our listeners, um, like what's their take on this? Like what, what are some things that they can kind of take from our, from our program as far as, uh, what real estate agents are doing? Um, and more importantly, what real estate agents um, are doing that are kind of like us that are in the Asian community. Like, how can how can they take from from what we're you know what we're talking? Well, well the, the great thing is I don't have all the answers. I can only speak from my life story and share my experiences. But the fact that when you join our group, there are so many different agents from different backgrounds. Right. Uh, for us, 
we we speak about right now 14 different languages in our chapter currently we have 93 members and we we come from very different background right and they have their own experiences the fact that you when you become a part of us to mem to, as a member then you can learn uh different uh, what the different brokers uh, brokerages have to offer, whether or not they they can uh, go in residential, commercial, industrial, anything like that, even investment, like you said, because I read briefly on your LinkedIn bio, you used to flip houses, right? Mm -hmm. And some some of the, those things that wherever their interest is, or they don't even know they're interested in, they can come to us and basically have a chance to be to basically try the, the buffet, the buffet of all the different things. Even later on, if they don't want to be an agent, they can do uh, mortgages. They can, because they all these industries, they don't have a lot of representation. And that's why we try to recruit uh, people and make sure that those industry, industries are recruiting uh, different, uh, different background in the Asian American community to represent, to help them. For us, we don't even, in terms of our population, we don't have enough representation. There's right. not enough realtors, like for me, Vietnamese, to represent or help our Vietnamese community. Right. So it's not like we're, uh, we're oversaturated. We're not, uh, in, in, especially in Pennsylvania. We don't have enough of us to help our community. So just to say, you know, I don't want to be in a place where there's so many realtors and it's competition. It's not true. We don't have enough of us. We don't have enough of us in the title industry, the, the mortgage industry. We don't have any, pretty much anybody who's in appraisal or uh, inspection. Inspector. Yeah. So we're gathering all those people together and no more often than not, they don't have Asian Americans. So we want to invite these people, the industry leaders to basically start small uh, and, and recruit uh, people who want younger people or someone who wants to change careers to go into those industries. And right. this is something that our group can set up and give this avenue for, uh, for, for younger people to recruit or change your career. And they right. open your eyes. It's like that tap on the shoulder, that lady who came into the restaurant saying, hey, do you want to be a real estate agent? And that opened a new life for me uh, instead of the restaurant business where I was kind of, I was trying to train to go into because my, my mom, my mom, besides working at the Chinese restaurant, she sent me to, out to other restaurants to train as well to another American restaurant, to another um, fancy restaurant uh, to get training, right? If I wasn't gonna do anything else that I can work in the restaurant industry. Right. And so right. she did, she was, uh, she went and sent me into a secretarial school. Everything that I, I, I can get the skills sets to be become a, and learn what I what my passions are. And I just fell into real estate uh, because by chance, and I say yes to it. So this is something a lot of people have different routes way they go into the real estate industry. Uh, but in this group, there's so many resources, so many people from different backgrounds. And those are the people you need to ask questions uh, and find, do the research uh, on whether or not this is for you. But you can always try it. Uh, for real estate, it's very easy. It's like I had this recurring dream where I'm going into the room and somebody asks, oh, I need to buy a home. Do you any know anybody know any real estate agent? And pretty much everybody <laughs> raised their hand. This is my dream I had. It's a recurring dream. It's like, what does that say to me? It's pretty much the real estate license. Everybody thinks it's very easy to make a fast buck. And that uh, if you're a real estate agent, you, you're rich, right? It's, it's the image we put out, uh, the fancy cars, uh, their lifestyle, dining, fancy places, right, right, going out, right. taking pictures. It's a, an image that we wanted to promote, so, you know, to be rich, to 
to be rich and uh, attract clientele who are richer so that way they they can buy you know use you as a real estate agent some of them are rich but only a small minority make make it can make mm -hmm. it a lot of times um, people only last one or two years when they find out that they're actually spending more than they make. Yeah. And they're like, this is how much I make. I better go find another job or, or do let me do this part time and see what I can do. And, and then uh, keep my job once I, I can keep on doing this because, you know, you, with this, uh, you're an independent contractor and you're not a salary worker right. and everything you have to pay out of pocket. And so they realize that these expenses accumulate and they can't afford it and they get out of their business. So this is, you have to co come in full with your eyes open. So do your research. There's so many resources now in, in our, just, you need to just like, basically just like, hey, John, I, I wanna be a real estate agent. What do I need to do? Is it hard? Uh, what, how much money can I make? You gotta, and then don't, don't give them the, the sales pitch because you want them to join you without knowing anything and say you can make a lot of money because you can hear a lot of um, teams or whatever or recruiting personnel from offices saying that hey you can make a lot of money yeah uh, right by yeah. by buying some your own home or your family or your family and friends yeah. it's easy you know what it's not easy it's not an easy job yeah i mean if i think if it was easy then like statistically then everybody would be a real estate agent i think um there is a perception that it is easy and that's why i think a lot of people end up getting their licenses and joining mm -hmm. um but um for someone like you said to really stick it out and make it a career that's 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 a different that's a different animal mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> quite often i do get asked that like oh uh john i'm considering about being in real estate uh and, um, a lot of the questions i ask that are asked to me are about like like the test, like, oh, should I take the test? And like, I'm thinking like, guys, you you got this whole thing mi mixed up. Like the test itself is, is just one part of being a real estate. That's just like one, like it's like one minute detail of being a real estate agent. Cause I only remember probably like 10% of what's on this anyway. Mm -hmm. A lot of like skills that you need to develop like on the field or, you know, learning from your broker or, mm -hmm. you know, getting training on. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of to your credit, at the end of the day, it's a sales. So you, mm -hmm. have to be, you have to be okay and willing to ask for business when needed. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, there's a way to be tactful and not being too aggressive or salesy. That's the word for it. But, um, you know, you definitely want to uh, be confident in how mm -hmm. you appear and uh, being okay with asking for business when needed. Yeah, I think this was a great interview, Rose. Um, <clears throat> a lot for all of us to consider as not just real estate agents. I think initially, um, you know, uh, you sharing with your experiences and just sharing even with me and understanding about um, more about like what organizations we as real estate agents could be part of, but mm -hmm. uh, the impact that and the work that you're doing for the development of our community. Um, I think last time when you, you and I spoke, uh, you asked me, like, John, um, do you know any appraisers that are Asian? And I was like thinking, and I had to like, I know a lot of appraisers, by the way. Like, mm -hmm. I know a lot um, because I've like bought and sold my own homes. You know, I've been in the business for, you know, four or five years now, but I had to really go through the list and think, I'm like, I really don't, you know, um, I think, like you said, there's opportunity for us to develop, not just in the field of real estate agents, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but you're looking far beyond that. You're looking, you know, for all sorts of careers and professions that can be developed in a community that honestly needs it. So um, thank you for being an advocate for us. 
No, thank you. Yeah. I know the time just flew by. Uh, there's a lot to say, you're, yeah, but I, I am I am very appreciative that you invited me to your podcast. Uh, and this is something that I feel passionate about. And uh, can I do a quick plug? Yeah, yeah. So where can our where can our listeners follow you? And um, where, where like uh, obviously I'll put in the description below uh, your information. So if they want to reach out to you, or if they had any questions about real estate, whether they wanted to buy or sell, um, one of the things that I use this platform for is obviously to a certain extent there is self promotion. But like, for me as a real estate agent, but like I also understand that not everyone's going to drive too well with me. And that's perfectly okay. There might be someone like a Matt Talent who I interview or someone like you, Rose. Definitely put in your plug. Um, yeah, if they can, where can they follow you? How can they contact you? Well, I, I have the privilege of being, uh, where is it? <laughs> the president of ARIA Greater Philadelphia Chap. So of course, I'm always uh, advocating for our chapter and our association to make it grow and flourish and asking uh, partners to partner with us, which is who are like sponsors. I'm very appreciative of, of their support and the belief in us because we're a brand new uh, chapter, uh, just a few months young. And and right now we have sponsors like uh, BMW of Fort Washington, they're corporate sponsors. And the story how that is connected to our chapter is amazing in terms of serendipity, fate and luck. And, and basically in our community, uh, we, there's not a lot of representation, even in the car industry, right? So my, my mentor, who is the president of the National Association of Realtors, Mr. Kurt Nishimura, told me that you should reach out to the car dealership so they can also have the Asian communities to be their clients as well. So I went through all the different car dealership in our area just to see you know, their profile of the car uh, sales rep. And I went through each one. And when I went into the BMW for Fort Washington, I saw an Asian lady she, and her name uh, was Korean, Korean American Asian lady. So I called her up and just said, hey, I'm from Aria, uh, would you be interested? And she's like, oh, I know Aria. I was a member in DC chapter. She was a mortgage agent prior to that. Oh, and she's wow. also a brand new sales rep for BMW in Fort Washington. And she said, send me your sponsorship package and I'll talk to my GM, general manager. And a day after that, they said, oh, we'll be your corporate sponsor. So they sponsored us based on that. But not just that, the, uh, I met with the general manager. It turns out that his uh, wife is, uh, is also Asian and she's a real estate agent. So you can see how things work when yeah, you just reach yeah. out to your universe and they just give back to you. Yeah. So yeah. that that was our first corporate that was our first corporate sponsor and with that we were able to have hope and have our installation because if we didn't have money of course we we won't, we won't be able to do anything. And so our installation was back in March 11th and it was a wonderful event to basically um, have our grand opening for our chapter and announcing to the world here we are. But by the fate and serendipity of how things work in the universe, you just have to put yourself out there and work on that Asian American Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander connection. And and because, you know, I, I, I'm a person of faith like you, you're a deacon. And I prayed, I said, I we need something. We need you to help us. And, and then of course it just, happen That's so awesome. i i'm a full believer in what 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 you wanted to do you just have to pray and it, it comes to you you have right. to ask for right. it 
Nah, if you don't ask for it, it's not going to happen. That's I just want to extend that to everybody that uh, whatever you want to do in your life, you know, ask for sure. it and go for it. Don't just sit yeah. back and hope everything comes yeah. to you. No, I appreciate that and sharing that, uh, the words of wisdom there. You know, like I said, for our listeners, I'll definitely put your your, your links and your descriptions on below. Um, Rose, thank you for having us. And um, this is definitely one of the more unique conversations that I've had. <laughs> So thank you so much. I know we didn't go through any of these questions. I know we didn't. We had, I had a list of like 10 questions and I don't think, I think I maybe it went over one or half of a one, but. Yeah. Sometimes in this podcast or not one hour is a little bit too long. I was in another podcast. It was like. 40 minutes or something to cut it short but you can add it whatever you want it but this is beautiful like i said this is a lot of content so thank you very much and Mm. um uh, i'll be looking forward to hearing all right all right thank you very much john bye John Lee Real Estate, find you the best rate. All throughout Philly, like Google Expressway. Talking to people who added a 215, even a 267, who always helping like, oh, no time for no student.